Uh, before we started the show, Fresh was telling us that his uh, baby uh, child was having trouble sleeping. And I thought I could help as someone who has had to share uh, hotel rooms with one Rust Fresh stick for work for, I don't know, the past 10 years. I thought you had like a house. <laughs> oh, oh no. you meant like when you try. Okay, sorry. Only I travel, thought yeah. I had a whole. Sorry. That, that no, is plan, like Chris a Plan is my other family. Right. <laughs> we all know that. So I don't have any of y'all shared a room with Russ Rushick because he thinks he sleeps well. That's the thing you should know about him. That the yeah, that actually sounds like Russ. That sort of self delusion sounds very much like. Let's Russ. just but, let's cut to the chase, Chris. Which holes the sound come out of? The oh, it comes out of all three. three? It comes out of the nose with like a, a <laughs> like a like you're worried he's gonna like choke on something and die. It comes yeah. out of the mouth with like constant. Oh, uh, belly, Ooh, did not like that. At belly, all. belly, and then, um, and then like occasionally a little, a little toot toot. That's so wild. Okay, so I did share a room with Russ one time, and I woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of a beautiful, like major triad, like a har- <sighs> like a harmonic, like C chord. And I'm wondering if it's the sound from the three holes <laughs> that mm-hmm. were all like you know. Like a church organ. Like a church organ, yes, thank you, or a bagpipe. Yeah, it's Um, actually more like Tibetan throat singing, if you want to be specific. Yes. Years of training. I See, I thought it was quite lovely. It sort of soothed me to sleep. I was was surprised by how sustained he managed to keep the notes. You can actually thank me for that, because that has been an evolution of uh, the work that I've been doing with him uh, without his knowing for the past 10 years. The, The trick is he needs a few things to sleep well. He okay. needs two white noise machines, but with different right. white noises. So, like, kind of like a beach, right? But then, like, a thunderstorm in the woods. Yeah, uh, I like air conditioner by a pond. Oh, that 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 is definitely, like, in his zone. He uses different apps, but also has his own standalone machine. So that's part of it. The other thing is, you know how a lot of people have water next to them when they go to sleep? What do you, what does he do? Like, he has... Uh, a red Gatorade and a blue Gatorade, and he keeps that's them... interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got to mix them though before you drink them. You got to mix them. Why wouldn't you just have a purple Gatorade? <laughs> nah, it's got to be <laughs> a Bring fresh me the bitter mix. Gatorade. <laughs> fresh. Are, are there any other new things that you've done to kind of like help with your 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 uh, lack of sleep and your tum tum? Yeah, the trick is not to close your eyes. If you keep your eyes open <laughs> the whole time, you sleep yeah. great. It's it's tough. It takes some yeah. years. A good defense is, uh, wait, no, a good offense is a strong defense. That's right. It's so hard to get out of those habits, isn't it? It is. Because mm-hmm. you think, I'm going to break some of these habits that I've formed because they're really bad. And then you think, what's the night that I don't want to sleep? But you want to sleep all of nights. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go a night without sleep. No. That's no good. That's your first mistake. This episode you know is brought to you by Casper, the friendly ghost. <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I don't, I don't know that we're talking about the best game of the week, but here go, here goes. My name is Chris Platt, and I know games, bro. I know the video games. 
My name is Ross Frosting, and I know the best keg stand of the week. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Besties, where we discuss the latest and greatest at home interactive entertainment. It is a video game club, and just by listening, you, my friend, are a member. And we're taking this sense of camaraderie and, dare I say it, fraternity even more seriously this week <laughs> uh, as we bring you... A, well, you guys set it up because it was your uh, sort of cockamamie plan. God, I hope it's okay to say cockamamie. I haven't said it in years. Did, so we'll it, what did, it, did it feel good? Did it feel right? It felt okay, but I'll wait for Twitter to have its fucking say. Well, I, I'm not sure what the origins of this episode were. I think Frush came up It was literally you. It. You came oh, up with it. Oh, wasn't me. No, I probably, you know what? I probably came up with this without realizing it from Sorority TikTok. It probably, mm. like, you know, got mm. in my brain. Because Sorority TikTok, you can't escape it now. It's the new thing. It's one thing. of my top talks. <laughs> it's a top talk. New York Times says top talk. Uh, no, it's back to school season. And, you know, we were getting nostalgic. And we are thinking, hey, what did we do when we were in school? Besides school, and it was play video games. So we're going to share some of our favorite dorm room recommendations. Some of these are things that we played while we were in college. Some of them are way too new. Uh, I saw yeah. the rundown list. You didn't play these in college. Did, did, did any of us? Did any of you actually live in in dorms? Yes. Yes. Ooh, tell me more. I Interesting. Yeah. I really? I did not. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about dorms. Oh man, do they smell and are disgusting. oh sure. I've oh I've been in dorms. Yeah, I've just, uh, uh, but it, I didn't ever live in one because it seemed like um, beautiful decor. Terrible right, show. I was always worried about the roommate to toilet ratio. It mm. no, it always seemed a bit mm. off to me. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of wearing flip flops, from what I heard. I yeah. um, I I went to NYU and I uh, could not afford it, so I stayed in the cheapest dorm, which was a former uh, haunted hotel. Um, excellent, excellent. And they didn't fix it up ever, basically, huh. since they took over the building. So okay. I lived in a, a room with five people. Um, I could see them all while I slept. Um, and then in the foyer, which really was just this little patch of uh, carpet before we got to the hardwood floor, there were blood stains. Um, and one Jesus. time I got in the elevator to go to class and it stopped halfway through. And we were like, oh, the door's opening, so we should just climb out God, of the elevator. Whoa. That's I'm literally my floor, nightmare, Chris. Which we That's... did, and in true movie fashion, minutes later, it just went down. Awesome, um, awesome. Yeah, definitely, uh, hey, not great. Not a great time. Yeah. But uh, we're here to not talk about that time Chris Plant almost got cut in half. And then, which is a shame because then we could have had two Chris Plants and we wouldn't. Yeah, have I also saw a ghost in that building, but I don't want to talk about it. That's well, that's all. Unfortunately, all I want to talk about is <laughs> yeah, your real a ghost experience. Of, why would we waste time on video games, honestly? No, let's do video games first and then we'll talk about ghosts. Then we'll talk about ghosts okay, later. Because we that. don't want to scare people. I love that. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so. You know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. 
It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. So what are uh, some, some great dorm room video games? Fresh, uh, let's start with you, since yeah, you, you were the person who came up um, with the idea, right? <laughs> No, it was you, but that's fine. We're going to roll with this. Um, I actually think that in looking at this entire list, I think what's cool about this list is that while some of these are games that I pull from my own dorm room experiences, um, they are all games that you can now currently play on active modern consoles and PC devices. So you should not uh, worry about having to dig out the, I don't know, fucking GameCube, whatever, to play this stuff. And I'm going to start with a little game called Super Monkey Ball. And you should know that there's actually a new remake of the old Super Monkey Ball games coming out called, I believe, Super Monkey Ball Mania, coming out very soon. So you will be able to experience all this stuff that I'm about to talk about in a second. I believe it is Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. <laughs> I'm sorry. That can't be right. I forgot it is the banana. Right. And that's, yeah, it's, it, it's, you, it's not just, he's not manic. It's a, no. bit, there's just a lot of bananas and they want to Russ immediately updates our rundown sheet. <laughs> Well, I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> um, people, I feel like people know Super Monkey Ball because uh, of the like core gameplay of Super Monkey Ball, which is you. there's like levels and you tilt the world and the monkey ball rolls around and you pick up bananas yeah. and then you get to the exit and you keep going. Like there's like 100 levels or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's so bananas. Funny. I feel like yeah. that's the core understanding of Monkey Ball. But in truth, the, the heart of Monkey Ball is in its multiplayer modes, which are absolutely fantastic. Um... From monkey shoot to monkey baseball to um, just varieties of ski ball, incredibly, incredibly intense multiplayer experiences that I remember having. I think I was playing on GameCube when I first played it, but um, it's extremely exciting to like be cheering Gon Gon as he rolls down a giant ramp, shoots himself off a thousand yards, and lands in like a little, you know, fairy hutch or something like that for a hundred points. Right. Um, these games are absolutely phenomenal. Have you any of you played them in multiplayer? Of course. Yeah, yeah I've uh, my wow. my main multiplayer exposure. I forget. I think it might be Monkey Ball Two. Mm. Was the I think Monkey Bowling, where you went down a big slide oh, and then you yeah. had to like land on a target. Yeah. I, I have played dozens, if not hundreds, of hours of that <laughs> game mode. It is exquisite. I did Google Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, and a playable character in the game running around in a little hamster ball is Kiryu from the Yakuza series. <laughs> yes, mm. that's that's fantastic news. That's yeah. Great. They also have uh, Sonic and Tails are also in it. Who I'm gives sure. a shit? Look at this little <laughs> fat head Kiryu just running around. <laughs> In his little white suit. Oh, he's great. He's not collecting bananas either. He's con- uh, con- collecting, I believe, bottles of 
of of beverage. It's good stuff. <laughs> um, a classic for me that I played through with several friends, intimate experience, I would say, is Secret of Mana. Mm. Secret of Mana, which is a two-player game for the Super Nintendo. It's out on a bunch of different platforms. There were three playable characters in Secret of Mana, and if you had, if you were one of the nine people that had the SNES multi-tap, you could connect four controllers to your... I never played with that or even saw somebody that had one. I think I saw one at a demo station at our local Babbage's. Uh, but just playing it with two players is uh, is a delight. I had uh, I can think of a few times that me and a buddy would just like have a few sessions where we'd sit down and play through all this game, uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's very engaging. There's lots of stuff to explore and level up, and the music is it rips ass. It's such a good game, Secret of Mana. Uh, Secret of Evermore, a fine follow-up. And this is something you that is a collaborative experience, you feel? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that it's a multiplayer game. Do you ever, understand. like, sit down with a friend and open a book and then just read it together? No, because that's diff- That's a different thing. It's not a multiplayer video game. I'm confused. I don't remember the, the multiplayer heck? part of this. Yeah. yeah, bud. Why does it not occur to me? I don't know. It famously has multiplayer. You, there's three characters, and you and a buddy can. Is it maybe because you had never asked me to play it with you, mm-hmm. so I just assumed? Ooh. Okay, this it is was a, a weird, one player thing. A weird tack to take. Um, but yeah, it was a weird tack to take. You have. Brothers. I definitely played it with Dad. That's weird. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> I guess. Oh, and you know what it was? You guys were doing. You guys were playing sports, trying to win Dad's affection, and I came in there and I was like, "Hey, old man, let's play some JRPG together." And uh, right, that actually makes that. Now that you're saying that, like yeah. that, it, that makes perfect sense. That could just came out on Switch or something. They just do, did a remake. I don't know, man. Right? They've released a billion different versions of Secret of Mana, and a lot of them are not great. <laughs> okay. uh, but the the original one is is good. If you can find one and it looks pixelated and not that weird iOS fuck that smooth shit. smooth shit that Square that. Enix does for some reason, um, then then hop right on it. Uh, I I brought Castle Crashers. Uh, probably God, like oh, now you're talking on the yeah. list, right? Yeah, it, 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 medieval fantasy uh, cartoon uh, looks like a very nice flash game. You play as uh, colorful knights, and you kill animals that poop and bleed and vomit uh, everywhere. It is uh, gross and cartoonish, and such a delight. But the real pleasure of it is, it has one of, in my memory, best reward systems of any oh, game. Yeah. Because as you go through, you are constantly unlocking new weapons and characters in these, like, adorable animals that follow you around as buffs. Um, and that was the fun. They, they found, the, I mean, the core of the game is just, a, you know, a beat-em-up. You know, go from left to right and kill everything in your way. And those games are fine, but they usually have that arcade problem of being designed to be played for about, you know, 45 minutes total and then never touched again. Where... This game, I I can't remember how many hours I I sunk into this. Um, it was it was like a thing on Xbox yeah. 360 arcade. Um, how, how did y'all were y'all big Castle Crashers people? Oh my god, Love, yes. yeah, so so much it. so it came out on Switch I think last year and like. I have wanted to rekindle, I think it might have on my multiplayer. I've wanted to rekindle my love for Ooh. it, but like that was a game I played with my roommates nonstop when 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 it first came out and i don't know that i'll be able to to necessarily recreate that experience but hey younger folks 
in college, maybe you will. Get there. When when did this come out? I'm trying to remember where in like my. I'm gonna guess it like feels very early time. I thought said 2007. Let's it's like right around when I joined Joystick. I feel like it was like one of the no 2008. So it was oh, like wow. right. It was early in those days. It's one of the big first big like arcade summer of arcade joints, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Alongside like of, Super uh, Meat Boy and stuff like that. It is kind of yeah. crazy that like. You look at the company who made it, The Behemoth, who still makes games, uh, very good games. I enjoy their stuff. But, like, they had this insane level of success with Castle Crashers, and the idea that they, like, didn't immediately make a sequel and really haven't made sequels of their games, kind of, yeah. I have a lot of respect for that. Like, there's sure. an easy cash-in if you just do Castle Crashers 2. They'd make a ton of money. But, they, you know, they've done HD re-releases, but, but haven't... Eh. Haven't done sequels. a yeah. Their follow up to this was Battle Block Theater, which I, they were so enthusiastic about, and it was like this weird platformer game show, very like modular weird thing. And every time they would demo it at a at a live show, they'd be like, "Yeah, it's Battle Block Theater, baby!" And I couldn't help but be like, "Yeah, but um, <laughs> that Castle Crashers was pretty good too." Yeah, Crash a Castle. Also, like sequels are just such part of the industry. If if you don't want to make it, have like a different developer do it and just license it. Give give the people yeah. what they want. Like, I, I just would love a little bit more of this video game. And it's... Yeah, yeah you're sellouts. Yeah, uh, like uh, Wes and uh, I said. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen. Uh, <laughs> Got you. As a representative of the Zoomer generation, I don't care about selling out. I care about finding success. Yeah, selling out is actually kind of an antiquated idea at this point. Yeah. I think we've we've found ways to live. In harmony with corporations, and I got a whole. <laughs> yeah, you finally stopped operate. watching Reality Bites every day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I actually I fell in love with Wild Alaskan Seafood, so it was just <laughs> a, a synergistic right. sort of thing. Uh, I I kind of cheated with my two um, because, and this is uh, uh, the my experience is just individual to me. Um, I've never been surrounded by a lot of people who are like uh, very adept video game people. Uh, I've, I've typically found myself uh, around people that like games, but not necessarily wanting to balance, like, especially with family, like wanting to bring in, um, you know, a lot of like controller dexterity capability, that kind of thing. Uh, so I uh, went with two things that do have a digital component, but also don't necessarily require um, any sort of uh, video game controller aspects. I will say the obvious pick for this would be like, the Jackbox games, mm. um, they are, there's many great Jackbox games. They have so, so cornered this market. Yeah, that it's, it's like, like so like, expansive at this point. Like, Yeah, it doesn't bear um, repeating. Like, that's, of course, the thing that everybody plays. You know what I really want from Jackbox, though, at this point? Oh. I want them to do, a, like, a Netflix, you know what I mean? Or like a, yeah. like a, a whole thing, because I really actually... The thing that I don't like about that experience is trying to keep track of like which one has this on it, and which game is mm. like I just want them all on one place. Dude, so how can... good would a net just a Netflix? You don't know Jack, like the one that they released uh, on Xbox 360 that had like episodes that you would play yeah, through. Yeah, I mean, well, whatever. You want, I'll talk like to an them about Assassin's it. Creed like full encompassing living game system for Jackbox. Wouldn't that make more sense at this yes, point? Like, if you would. pay five bucks a month and they introduce a new game every couple of months, Genius. like, it, I'm going to pitch them on it. It'll, it should be pretty good. Anyway, um, my first one is One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Werewolf is a very old game that does not require a um, 
any anything really. You could play it with playing cards. Um, but uh, where uh, one night ultimate werewolf is, it goes like this: you have a group of people. Uh, everyone gets secret roles that represent uh, either a werewolf or some sort of villager. No one knows who the werewolves are except the werewolves, and the villagers uh, don't know the the true identity of the werewolf. In one night ultimate werewolf, each player also has like a different role. So like um, there's a, a clairvoyant that knows a little bit about, um, you know, what, what's going on. They have a little bit of insight and there's a Griff, you've played ultimate werewolf, right? There's like, there's, there's a dozen roles. I feel like it would be a henchman who wins. If the werewolves win, there's a hunter that they're sort of like, they can always, uh, at the end of the the conversational part, there is a sort of vote um, where the the villagers try to ferret out who the werewolves are, and the and uh, the werewolves try to lay the blame on other people. Um, so, it, it, and it's very much just about like laying blame and doing conversation and fulfilling your role. Um, and other roles have different different things that they can do. There's a there's a there's doppelganger. One, there's yeah, a doppelganger who can copy somebody's role, whatever. It, the the main idea is that they're trying to make it fun for people who aren't the werewolf. You know, like it's still fun because you're doing something that's a little bit different every round. Um, and also those roles make it harder to figure out who the werewolf actually is, right? So there may be somebody who um, the, the the henchmen, if they get killed, the werewolves win. So they may be trying to draw attention to themselves, right? To be more suspicious. Mm-hmm. So you accidentally vote for them. Um What's cool about One Night Ultimate Werewolf is that they have not only do they have like all these lovely cards that really explains well what all the different roles are. There's an app that uh, you select in the app um, what roles you have in each game, and it'll actually like walk you through as you play. Like werewolves, look up and uh, you know acknowledge each other. You know, doppelganger. You, you your card need now. that too, like, because there's like a specific waking up order that you have to do. That, which, by which I mean like your everybody's heads are down. So nobody sees who's, who's who. Right. Um, but it's really, really fun. And it's something that like anybody can play pretty much instantly. Um, and it's only with, one with, turn. Like it's not an extended drawn out thing, like werewolf or among us or any of the other. It's games. very it's much a, like a, a, do you have 10 minutes? Right. You can play. You can play this. And if it gets boring, you switch the roles out. So you have different, um, different roles and different, different, uh, things each game. There's also, um, expansions and different games of this that all work together. So there's like, um, uh, there's a vampire one. I think there's an alien one, um, where you can like actually bring in those roles too, <laughs> which is kind of wild. Then it gets like, it can get kind of out of hand. That's pretty like Fortnite quickly. at that point. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but it's uh, it's 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 really cool and and uh, a great a great party game unless it gets a little heated uh-huh. sometimes. Not every people can take things a little seriously uh, sometimes. What are we talking but other about than that pretty good times. Uh, pretty remember good time. when uh, Ubisoft, the company that makes Assassin's Creed, uh, commoditized Werewolf and then turned it into a movie? That was That's weird. apparently really good. Yeah, I've heard the movie is okay. I did not realize it's based off of a VR game. Yes. Um, so weird. Yeah. It is quite so weird. strange. Uh, Everyone's favorite video game to get adapted, Werewolf Within, that game that we all played and talked about and knew existed. Now, Russ, your next game is interesting because I've only known it to sort of decrease my social <laughs> output. 
Okay, so when I was a senior in college, uh, we would all, you know, get together and play the newly released Destiny 2. And it was a really good bonding experience, honestly, like going on raids and stuff with my fellow dorm mates when that mm-hmm. game yeah. came out. Um, it's free to play. You could just jump right in and, and start shooting guys. And um, I don't know. I think I think Destiny 2 is a great multiplayer game. I don't know about you guys, but brings back a lot of memories from college for me. It's just not a... I don't think of it as a dorm a dorm game. I played it in my dorm. Destiny... How old were you when <laughs> Destiny 2 came out? It's impossible. It was, it was senior year in college. It was, uh, you know, a, a few years ago. I don't remember. But. <laughs> I think all of us is having a little bit of fun. fun here. Uh, uh, dude, okay. y'all, y'all played Halo in college? Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We did the... Uh, we would do... Uh, I, I can think of at least one time that we split the did the land thing with like yeah. one tv in one room and one two the best we ever did was um my friend john mahaffey hooked up uh a n64 with two um by splitting the video output and then put one tv in the window facing outside and the other <laughs> tv inside and then use cardboard to cover up the half of the screen that that team did not have so we could do uh the team based uh golden eye on two screens with no screen looking with no screen That's looking so yeah. wild it, yeah it's a lot of work to get there but yeah. it was totally worth it our our dorm had a shared intranet so you could uh play effectively LAN with anybody else in the dorm no matter what floor they're on uh and i hung out because i did not bring a video game console to college my freshman year i had to hang out at uh the drug dealer's room because that had the best tvs for of video course. games and yeah. of course the newest video games because he was a drug dealer um and in the room was called the deuce which i'm realizing now as i think about it was probably named after poopy mm. um and my clearest best case, memory best case scenario is named <laughs> after poopy yeah. the the my clearest memory of of playing halo 2 is actually not about halo 2 we were playing halo 2 on the nice tv and there was kind of like a side room that didn't have a door to it and um a, a guest of the room had taken um shrooms and was playing Katamari Damacy, which was That's brand new at the time. Choice. And oh had God. to stop because he was convinced that both the walls and the ceiling were becoming popcorn. Yeah, you um, don't right. need a game like Katamari Damacy. No. If you're just doing shrooms, you could just look at like a postcard and be fine. <laughs> yeah. It was a big mistake. I'm, I'm glad we have here to get Russ is here to give us his different <laughs> drug advices. <laughs> I love, I've always loved Russ's. I loved and trusted russ's drug advice it's kind of a new b segment we need russ yeah. bro thanks for hooking me up with your claritin plug he has the good <laughs> stuff, dude. he's got claritin d e f he's got claritin x which is really fucking a lot it's intense griffin uh, because yeah. i'm watching out for you you're using a burn wrap when you're ordering that claritin from cvs right oh dog of course i'm not gonna okay. get, yeah they can't okay. take me cool, down cool cool um I'm, I might change my my second one because I did put Puyo Puyo Tetris here because I think it's uh-huh. one of the best puzzle games ever. But I'm going to change it to what is actually a, a real-ass dorm room game for me, and that's NBA Jam. Ooh, oh, whatever yeah. console you can get it on. Maybe not Good the Wii choice. version. That was weird. Um, but NBA Jam, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, whatever it is, uh, man, I'll, look, that's just one that you can just sit down with and pick the same two teams Unless one of them is the Chicago Bulls, 
But if you're going to do the Chicago Bulls, you can counter them with the Charlotte Hornets um, and just go for it and just go for it and play it. And it's a good hang. You play, what, five-minute periods? And it's like, no big deal. And it's entirely designed around having close games. Like, if you're winning, you miss more shots until the point where it's like a two-point game every single game. It's genius. We played this game a lot. Like, my senior year of college, we would go over to our our buddy Bradbury's house and just play this game. And uh, over the hundreds of games that we played, every time that you dunked, or more specifically, got on fire it's still exciting and like yeah. viscerally satisfying to dunk a flaming basketball uh right on scotty pippen's face like it's 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 a good ass time man who is who's your uh go-to secret character my go-to secret character was probably william jefferson clinton because mm-hmm. i think i didn't know too many of the other um the other codes was not the, was, george clinton no yeah. I was george clinton also a secret also character? in it yes mm-hmm <laughs> I love that. That's really good for me. Um, yeah, I mean, P- Prince Charles, I think, was in it. That game's fucking wild. It is. And also the new remake, which, I mean, is not new anymore. It's probably like eight years old. But it's good. The That the, was the Wii the, one that Griffin was ragging on. Yeah, it's also on, like, it's on all sorts of other consoles and on uh, iOS. And it, it, it it's pretty solid. Like, it yeah. does the trick. Shit, M- MCA was in it too. Sarah wow. Palin was in NBA Jam. Oh, the new Man. one. They Can't are just, they had some fun. Oh, okay, y'all, I'm um, going to keep the NBA it. Jam. Oh, there's, oh, don't forget Air Dog. <laughs> is that the child? <laughs> Sorry, it's the Air Dog. Yeah. That was the child. The child was Air Dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that before Air Bud? Yeah. I would have my name, if I was that kid, I would have my name legally changed to Air Dog. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, uh, listeners who weren't alive in 1994, there was just a kid named Air Dog in the first NBA Jam, and nobody really knew why. <laughs> yeah. It's basically the plot of Space Jam 2. Uh, b- a boy yeah. got digitized. Uh, who's next? I'm going to keep the sports train going. Please don't stop listening to our show, dear listener. I swear it's good. <laughs> NCAA football, 040506. This series doesn't exist anymore. It was the best. What if you made Madden but fun? It's, an, it's a bold idea and one that I am forever pissed off that uh, electronic artists stopped doing because uh, they just could not figure out a way to pay student-athletes. But that might be changing. But here, here's, the, here's why this is good. I'll give you some specifics uh, because it's not about what happens on the field, even though that's part of it. This game is meant for dorm rooms to humiliate uh, whoever you live with. That is the point of the game. In one of these games, you could save, you could effectively create a trophy room where it would like play replays and photos of uh, your favorite games. So I would just, every time I, I beat someone, really get some gorgeous photos of me destroying them. You know, like mm. uh, running back, breaking away with the entire team's defense running after them. So that every time we turned on the console, that's what my roommates had to look at. And more games should have that. I don't know why every game doesn't have the the option to decorate your start menu with just relentless gloating. Um, also, dorm room game, it's a game about college football. You know, you could play it in the dorm. You uh, They recreate that, that college football experience. There's all sorts of just pageantry and fun, you know, goofy mascots. And then, you, you know, you have a non-alcoholic beverage of your choice and you go see the big game. It's great. Yeah. 
I want to side sidebar. I don't have any affinity for the NCAA series, but uh, the NFL 2K games, oh, specifically man. 2K1 and 2K5, are some of the best sports games ever made. And like the only sports games I think I ever really gave a shit about, or football games at least, that I ever gave a shit about, for the same reasons, that you could make like a career mode with a completely broken team and simulate a whole season, and like have a special room that you could earn money to unlock uh, like paper football mini games and all kinds of wild shit. Man, that was, God, I wish Madden hadn't monopolized that yeah, that market. I guess when they did, that's when we got weird shit like Backbreakers and... Uh, well, what an awful name for a video game, by the way. I mean, the whole oh, premise yeah. of that game was pretty disgusting. It's but... pretty horrible, yeah. <laughs> well, remember when in the, uh, what is it, NFL 2K kept trying to make uh, games and they had the like, hey, it's just some they of the, the classic athletes. Pro. Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. that was that was bad. Um, I wanted to uh, briefly close this with a, I think, if you want like a casual party game experience, it is very, very hard to beat Drop Mix. What is Drop Mix? Are you saying, you ask, is that still a supported product that is being <laughs> manufactured? Well, no, it's not. Uh, it was made by Harmonix. It is still available. Get this. You could go to Amazon right now. Oh, my God. And you could get the entire Dropbox music gaming system for $35. Pretty good. Really good. And a bunch of cards for uh, uh, you know less than that. Um, Wait, you don't get cards with it. It was like a hundred. It was like a hundred and twenty bucks or something like that. You get a bunch game. of cards with it. There's additional cards. Okay, drop mix really quick. Imagine this like uh, uh, sort of a table that is uh, a small shelf, perhaps. That's about five playing cards wide. Uh, each playing card is lab- space is labeled with a different color. Um, there's one that is for like drums. There's one for vocals. One for keys. One for um, what like effects? I think like a, a a bass, whatever. There's different slots for different instruments and loops. And basically, what happens is you have cards that represent like um, uh, the bass groove from All About That Bass or the keys from Call Me Maybe or whatever. And you simply lay them on top of the the board, and it fills in these different parts of the songs, and then magically combines them into um a a a song hmm. or something approximating a song <laughs> something song uh, adjacent yeah yeah some of them are like extremely cool some of them are like uh let less so uh but oh the the way that you hear the music is that you prop up you sync it to an iPad or phone and you uh, prop it up in the table it's got like a place to prop up your device and the device plays the music um, it is really fun and can be funny because uh, you can continue to lay cards on top of the other cards. So like if you tire of the, the keys part of something, then you can just lay new keys over it. Um, and you can combine all the songs in like really wild ways. Um, and it just, every time it sounds, it usually sounds good. And if it's not good, it sounds pretty funny. funny, yes. Yeah, and it's like a great, like if you're just sitting around and you got a huge pile of cards and somebody's like, here, here, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm going to add this on. And it's just funny. I mean, it's like, a, and it's, and if you leave it on in the background, it can like perfectly handle that. Like people can just go switch things out as they, 
as they want to. Um, if you've played if you, Fuser, it is the it is the predecessor to Fuser. Mm, it is the yeah. card game predecessor to the digital harmonics video game Fuser. If you're playing that game and you wanted to like have some fun and drop in like a shiny Snorlax like foil card, would yeah. that be like cool I with people or not? One. I don't think that would fly. You can save mixes okay. to your device if you come up with something really choice. Uh, there's also a drop mix button that will basically like do a big drop and then like remix your stuff in like a different way, like with a different rhythm or balance or whatever. Um, so it's it's really fun and funny and any and literally anybody can can do it. So it's it's great. Awesome. I. I have one thing that I, I want to share with y'all about uh, uh, NFL All wait, was All Pro Football 2K8, that game that we mentioned. I'm sorry, yeah. I got to go back to it because I had a vague memory of something that happened, and I, I thought, no, it can't be true, but it turns out it is. So I'm going to read uh, just a paragraph from a joystick story from 2007 about this game, if, if that's okay by y'all. Is this an article that one of either me or Justin wrote? No. Okay. Because I'm getting okay. tired of that. Yeah. No, no, no. I would, I, no, I wouldn't pick on you. It's one of my favorite bits. I wouldn't pick on you. That I would I would never. Okay. Th- no, th- 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 this has nothing to do with either of you. Jeez. Okay. Are you ready? This is one of those instances when all the right pieces get put together and make for sensational news. It turns out that in the recently released All Pro Football 2K8 from 2K Sports, part of publicity magnet take two interactive features oj simpson well that might be an issue for some people who consider the man a murderer but it gets better there's also a team called the assassins in the game now when you combine those two elements you get the video above oj simpson making a touchdown in the giant assassin's mascot making a stabbing motion Oh, no. Holy shit. That was in the video game. And the mascot is huge. It's like the size of the scoreboard. <laughs> that 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 happened in the pre-release game, and I think the developers realized that that was a problem, so they moved them to another fake football team. That was not the Assassins. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that fixed it. Um, let's uh let's take a break and then we'll talk come back and talk about some uh other other things. I mean, ephemera. Just friends talking about games. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because they got all this fine print little details. And all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense. Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. 
Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. I was out last week. Apparently there was some sort of indie independent gaming event for the Nintendo Corporation. There yeah. was. I wasn't come a long way since on. They've done cards. a number of these and they tend to be a little hit or miss. Sometimes they'll like announce a bunch of cool shit and sometimes they'll announce Bakugan as their big announcement. But in this presentation that was last week, they were like, you know, we're just going to drop like a lot of games right now. Yeah. Um, Axiom Verge 2 dropped like right now. It's also on other platforms. Uh, Are we going to talk about that at some point? I think we does will. That, does I, that feel like an episode? I haven't played it yet, but I think we okay. will talk about it. I actually never um, finished the first. I've been trying to go back and play the first. Really one. interesting. Yeah. I've, yeah. Um, they announced uh, Slime Rancher, which uh, has been a long requested game for Switch, but has never come to Switch. Um, and it dropped like that day. I've been playing a lot of that, which has been really interesting. Griffin, you've been playing that too, right? Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. I've been. I've been having fun with it. I think I've hit my slime limit, but um, I, I. I have enjoyed what I've played. Yeah, it's like one of those progressive like build a farm to get more productive at building your farm kind of games. Yeah. With, like, with some a mix fun, like exploration. Yeah. Like super fast paced, like, uh, first, first person actiony pseudo stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's a good time. It also runs uh, really well on switch, which I know the other does. versions don't run great. I don't know. I got a pretty buckwild farm that. Oh, really? Quite a bit laggy when. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because you can blend slime, so I have ones that like give off radiation and explode, and there's like twenty of them in one box, and so anytime I go to feed them, it gets not great. Um, one game that came out that I've been digging into is Garden Story, mm. which is this very charming, very very chill. It was part of the uh, Wholesome Games uh, uh, presentation that happened. Uh, and you play a grape named Concord, and you go around this this town doing favors for people and uh, collecting resources and upgrading tools. And it's very, very simple, but it's got this, like, really great, like, uh, almost Game Boy Color, uh, like, high-quality Game Boy Color aesthetic uh, that is 
really doing it for me. Um, so that's yeah, a ton of stuff came out, uh, oh, which I think quelled the usual "Where the fuck is uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song?" announcement uh, that usually comes out of these indie presentations. At least for a week or so. I, I also want to call attention to a game called Islanders, which is a game that came out on Steam ages ago and just came out on Switch for five dollars. Brand new game. Uh, it's basically a city builder with like this weird point system where you have like a limited amount of space. So if you drop three farms in a row, it turns into like a more valuable area. And the idea is to maximize this limited amount of space to get as many points as you can um, in a certain amount of time. Um, So uh, if you're looking for like a very chill puzzle game, Islanders is super sick, great art um, and only five bucks, which is really nice. Uh, there was a game that was not included, weirdly, in the Nintendo Direct for Indies, but was announced, like, the day after, and that is one of our favorite games of all time, Spelunky, and Spelunky 2 are coming to Switch. Everybody who listens to the show should be aware that you can play these two masterpieces on Switch very, very, very soon, and you might have missed that news. Um, I have, I have some stuff, but it's not Nintendo Switch related. So if we want to keep on that theme, Justin, do you have any Switch things that you wanted to share? I downloaded Axiom Verge. I want to talk about the first, it. It's the weird. first one? No. So I tried that one for like five minutes and completely bounced off of it in a pretty, uh, in pretty major way. This is, I think we're going to, I think we will do like a deeper dive into Axiom Verge. Yeah. Um, but what is, yeah, what's your first gut check? Pretty wild. <laughs> I mean, it's like pretty, it's pretty, doesn't really seem like the other one at all, but I didn't play very much of the other one, but it's, man, it doesn't seem like It's kind of Master Blastery, right? It's got like. I mean, currently I have two weapons, a pickaxe and a boomerang. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what, that's the kind of thing is happening. And I'm just a lady w- running around a thing that died and then came back to life. And now I'm heavier than water and I don't breathe. And I got an axe and a boomerang and I have the, oh, another wild thing happens like first like half hour so not so you get an ability that's like a a sort of like sphere of uh i don't know nanoparticles or something surrounds your body and anything any machine that is within the sphere of nanoparticles you can hijack um to like explode or attack other people or uh open gates or whatever and it's like just like one of the mechanics in it it's just like hacking any uh, enemies that you come across that's rad it's wild yeah. sounds sick i'm looking forward to dig- digging into it there's nothing keeping you from it russ that's i'm true. gonna get into my pc gaming corner of of the episode because you know me a real pc gamer uh I, I talked about wildermyth last week i'm just gonna mention it again because everybody who has tried this uh, whether they are on Twitter or are on our our besties like work Slack, have uh, really fallen in love with this game. It continues to just uh, astound me. I've, I've gotten to the point where I have completed a campaign with my core original core group of people, and now I'm bringing. Uh, I, I'm in the middle of a new story with a new group of people, and there are ways for me to bring back uh, some of the stars of my my old squad into this in just truly bizarre and uh, incredible ways. I, I, I said this last week, uh, and I'll say it again. It feels like a magic trick. Um, so if you are not playing it, you're making uh, a, a, a grave mistake. The, this uh, looks old, so right? it it's looks like a, so my shit. You, Griffin, yeah, you, you, you are you going to adore it. A lot. For, I had not heard of this game. I wasn't it, here it, last week. Yeah. This yeah, looks it, fucking it, it, radical. 
It's basically single player D and D where the game is just the best dungeon master imaginable. Um, right. The other thing that I want to shout out is the Forgotten City, which uh, our friends at Into the Ether got me on, and it is effectively adapted from this like award-winning Skyrim mod, but now as a standalone game, uh, you fall into a city buried under the ground, maybe in the past, that is a Roman city, uh, and there it's basically entirely dialogue. It's a talkie game. Uh, and the point of it is the in the city, they have one rule. They have the golden rule, which is nobody can sin. Because if one person sins, everyone will, in the entire city will be turned to gold instantly and die. Uh, good. So you have to kind of figure out how to like what what does that even mean like how how what is a sin in the context of roman society um how do you stop it how do you help people um how do you know these supposedly good intentioned moral codes actually hurt uh people in the society it it's great it sounds it sounds like probably too heady but it it, it really is quite fun the way that the story is organized is so painless it really does a great job of making sure that you are not repeating yourself even though it is a bit of a time loop game so if if you're just like really jonesing for more story games because that seems to be the beat that i'm on right now um i think you'll like it i, I believe it's only like eight to ten hours um, so, you know, you can get the whole experience in, in, you know, a, a couple weeks. Uh, so yeah, there are a lot of great games out right now. It's, it's kind of wild. Hey, can I real quick, just yeah. two minutes, just put juice on blast. Cause I know you started playing final fantasy 14 and I, is that something that oh, you've yeah. just completely fallen off? I know you had some time to kill and that was your jam. And if that's, if you glanced off it, that's fine. I just want to hear your thoughts. It's not that I just, I like, <sighs> Man, this is a bigger conversation than I. <laughs> it's it's it gets very personal, but the truth of the matter is like I know myself in a game like this that doesn't have Here's what I will say about FF14 that is neither a plus nor a minus. It is very easy to fall into a groove with and just like start playing it. And within the first few hours of me playing it, I noticed that I was already like blasting through cutscenes, skipping dialogue, just wanting like the next hit of ach advancement, achievement, the next level up, the next whatever. Um, and I just know myself well enough to know that uh, I, I can't, I can't get sucked. I got too many other things going on. I can't, I can't get sucked into an MMO like this again. I thought I wanted it. And then the more I played it, the more I was like, oh, I don't know, this seems like it's gonna be really bad for my anxiety. I think I'll get depressed if I play this too much. The one negative I will say pretty concretely is that uh there's too much running around. Um like way too much. Like getting from I'm not kidding. Like getting from A to B in this game is a huge pain in the ass. And I'm sure it gets better once you get like a chocobo. Yeah. But uh yeah early on that 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 really uh was not was not loving you that. get one but, like uh, 120 hours in so that should be fine it's oh good yeah i'll just the, if you just push through the first 120 hours i may i may dip back into it i didn't hate it it's just like for myself uh i have other things i want to achieve with my life for sure and i and i feel like and i know my i don't i don't i'm not good at finding a balance hey 
with with that kind of thing. Our our listeners sent in some of their favorite dorm games. I I pulled a few to try to get a couple different uh, periods in dorm room gaming culture. The first one from Patrick. Currently in college. Currently in college, and I have five roommates. Smash Ultimate has been the college game. Often getting woken up by yelling and whooping late at night or even early in the morning. Uh, Andrew said. Uh, the original Unreal Tournament and original Star Wars Battlefront forever will bring back warm memories of my first mm, land parties. Yeah. Not sleeping when we should all be studying. Mario Kart was a, always a classic, and the peripheral-based Guitar Hero Rock Band changed Oh my god, everything. how did I forget about Rock Band? I know. It's like so hard to get into at this point, right? Like I still got my shit. <laughs> uh, I still got my shit in the garage. From uh, Stalemate, this is a rather niche one, but I played an ungodly amount of a Flash game called Tank Trouble with my best friend on school computers every day on the bus ride home. It's kind of like we play tanks, but more fast-paced and fluid. And then the last is just a list that hits home. Uh, This one's from uh, uh, Patrick. Bust a Move 2 on PS1, Hot Shots Golf, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, GoldenEye. That was some golden era. That was some good shit. For me, it was Tony Hawk Underground, but yes, the point stands. Thug. Uh, I do want to thank the following people for writing reviews uh, real quick. Bunch of Frunch, Cactus Girly, Andy Drake 221, Winterlight, and The Shame Governor. Thank you for writing reviews on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever the hell they call it now. Uh, Really appreciate it. Appreciate everyone else that wrote reviews. Um, And uh, yeah, keep them coming. Plant. What all we? This is going to be a big one. Do this fast. It's going to be, we're, we're recapping what we played uh, or talked about this week. We have Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, which you can play that version of it on Switch very soon. Secret of Mana, iconic JRPG action RPG, I believe. Castle yeah. Crashers, One Night Ultimate Werewolf, Destiny Two, and Halo Two as shooters. NBA Jam and NCAA football, specifically 4-5 and 0-4-0-5-0-6 as sports games. And Justin brought Drop Mix, uh, which was a real surprise. Uh, then we spoke about Slime Rancher, Garden Story, Islanders, Spelunky 1 and 2, and Axiom Burge 2, specifically. Those games are available uh, now or very soon on the Nintendo Switch I also talked about The Forgotten City, which is the Roman uh, storytelling kind of like walking simulator adventure game. Uh, also, I continue to recommend Wildermyth, uh, the for one single person D&D like game. And Justin finally gave us his update on Final Fantasy XIV. Hot it sounds like he's got another 300 hours to go in him. Uh, and we can't wait to hear more from him. That is going to do it for us for this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about Psychonauts 2. <laughs> Been a long wait. <laughs> but the wait is over, as they say. The wait is finally over, and um, I, I can't wait to talk with you about that, but we will have to wait until next time. So be sure to join us again then for the besties, because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games?
Bestie.